0: Well, I was in a truck accident. Because of the accident, that resulted in three back surgeries. We saw advertisements on TV, and guess who popped up more often than that? It was Jeffrey. The communication that he provided was so appreciative. He shows his compassion as a human. He assisted us in achieving one of our dreams, acquisition of a home. And we're here today with smiles on our face with the assistance from Jeffrey.
1: Melden Law, where you matter most. Offices in Gainesville and Ocala.
2: Can those calls today, 392 We'll come back and uh, get after it here on a Sonic Sound Off Monday.
3: The flagship of the Florida Gators. ESPN 98.1 FM at 8.50 AM
4: WRUF. Hey Gator Nation, it's Jamil here from the Mealy Pop Shop. Gainesville's home for all things sports cards, collectibles, memorabilia, autographs, Pokemon, Funko Pop, comics, coins, and more. Just wanted to share with you information about our new website, newlypops.com. Well, Jamil, the website is fantastic. I was on there last night.
2: You've got a ton of sports cards, Pokemon boxes, and packs. I even jumped into one of the online
4: breaks, and guess what? I want some sweet stuff. Yeah, man, the website's got links to even all our social media accounts and info on the shop. We can't list everything on the store so come on by the shop for a selection over 1 million cards and unopened boxes and packs remember mealypops.com m-e-e-l-y-p-o-p-s.com and we are also open every tuesday through sunday located here in town by the santa fe college sign off 39th avenue thank you so much for your support gator nation and as always go gators
2: at 378-7755 or check them out online at mollymade.com. They're made for this.
5: This is an audio demo of the new Sonic app. Just look at that menu. Here are some of the Sonic classics, clearly. I'll customize my tots by adding those. Gotta get the ocean water. What is that color? An ocean blue? See that? Drinks and slushes are always half price in the app. And this is how you do the contactless payment. Will you look at that, I guess you can't. But you can when you order in the
6: Sonic app. Limited time offer. Exclusions apply. See app for details. Mobile ordering available at select locations.
2: Hey, this is Florida Gator Jeff Cardozo, and I'm with Jeffrey Meldon. Hey, Jeffrey, I heard that you were the place to go to for Gator Athletic Ticket contest giveaways.
1: That's right, Jeff. Meldon Law is your hookup. For Gator gymnastics, volleyball, softball, and baseball tickets, go to meldenlaw.com and enter for your chance to win. Melden Law, the
2: only official law firm partner of the Florida Gators, with offices in Gainesville, Ocala, and South Florida.
7: Blue 42! Blue 42!
3: Hut! Hut! Hike! The Gators, FAU. Kickoff is less than four weeks away. Right here on ESPN, 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. He's
8: going to score! He's going to score! It's a touchdown! Oh,
9: my!
3: The home of the Florida Gators. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin. Weekday mornings at 6, right here on ESPN, 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. And on your phone with the WRUF radio app. And now, more of The Tailgate with Jeff Cardozo and Pat Dooley here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 a.m., WRUF, and online at WRUF.com.
2: All right, welcome back. Jeff here with you. Scott Carter alongside of floridigators.com. He will be here through uh, out the couple of hours. Pat is in Panhandle somewhere living it up. Gator Club tour Saturday, Sunday, Monday, and he'll be back tomorrow. But it's, I guess it's real when all that stuff happening Well, if now.
10: Pat's on the tour. You know it's getting close. Yeah. I saw him tweet a picture. I think it was last night at one of those events. Yeah. Well, yeah, you know, they, what, they practiced uh, Friday, uh, Saturday. I was coming over here Saturday morning uh, to stop by practice, and I forgot that they were having a Oh, kids, dummy. Man, it was uh, backed <laughs> up. So it took me a little while, but uh, they got out there, and I, I know they've been going over here at the indoor facilities, but I think they're going to change locations throughout camp just mm-hmm. to give a – got to break up the monotony a little bit, you know, but I think they'll go in pads and helmets the first time on Wednesday. So – Kind of light, you know, they get, what, helmets only, then shells for a couple of days,
2: and it finally yeah. picks up on Wednesday. Yeah, then the, then it gets real. Kind of like the same with the high, all the high school kiddies, which have already started. They have, too. Yeah, they have. Pretty, uh, pretty nuts. Well, if you want to call, you can. 392-8255. Plenty of uh, Gator football stuff to, to talk about. Did you go to uh, Birmingham for media days? Were you there for that? I did. I went up
10: there just for the Gators portion of it, and, uh, you know, Coach Mullen... Came through, uh, did his thing. It, it was kind of neat because that's the first time really with all the COVID stuff I'd seen some of these people mm-hmm. in person in a long time. Just people from, you know, who cover other schools. Uh, it was, it, we all just kind of, hey, this this is nice. It's starting to feel like normal. And, you know, you've had a few people mask and most people weren't. Uh, then, of course, the tones changed really? the last couple of weeks. But it was nice up there just to... Uh, it, it made it feel like, you know, whenever that happens, it was getting close. But at the same time, I've been to, gosh, 10 or 12 SEC media days now, Jeff, and it was toned down a little bit because I think they ramped back the uh, amount of people who were in. Couldn't all, have
2: all the nut jobs in the line. Yeah, lobby.
10: yeah, there was uh, no fans down there, so I didn't even see any of your relatives who usually are there. <laughs> yeah, you know, doing no crazy, crazy stuff. stuff. <laughs> yeah, so <laughs> a little different this year.
2: Yeah. Um, I have started my uh, – Caleb Dressel tattoo though is that right so it might take a couple of years to get it all done but all on your... get the arm and really you think you think it'll cover my bicep as good as his or yeah well I think it'll cover all your bicep pretty easy <sighs> yeah, actually <it's, laughs> need a little more yeah you, you might
10: should actually get the reduced the, Caleb Dressel tattoo yeah. just maybe like a little drawing or something
2: and, th- and that is the like you you mentioned the story just walking back from getting food and and I, I try to I guess, let people know that, that listen or, or that aren't from here. But that, that's what's cool about getting to do the stuff that we do about the University of Florida. Like you could go watch yeah. Caleb Dressel in a swim meet here. You could go watch Grant Holloway run on the track like yeah. 500 yards from here. You can go see certain players play softball and baseball and do all these things. And it's just it's kind of crazy to, to think that now all of a sudden they're like some of the best in the entire world yeah. to do it. No, you're right. I mean, Dressel's the
10: poster boy for me in my time here just to see someone just get so big on the world stage. Yeah. It's not a national stage. It's the world stage. Mm-hmm. And, you know, how many times have I seen him, like you said, after practice walking uh, out of the O-Dome or something, or, you know, he's come over to the office there and had an interview there. I remember going his final meet at Florida. was the 2018 NCAA Championships. I remember going up to Minneapolis to kind of just see how he did, and his parents were there, and Ron Lockheed mm-hmm. came up there to watch him, and you know they were all talking about, hey, you know if this goes well, 2020 is going to be his year. Of course, got delayed a year, but yeah. still 2020 Olympics, and I think it all came to fruition, uh, like you uh, like you said. And then Mike Holloway, I mean, he was the head of the U.S. track team over mm-hmm. there. And you're right. You can uh, We could walk over there in about five minutes. Right. He may be back over there already training somebody. Sure. Uh, because, as I said earlier, I saw Joseph Famboulay earlier. And, you know, you, you do see these people, and sometimes I think we all get, you know, when you're going about your daily business, it does become routine. But it's certainly a special when you are watching something on the Olympics like that walk-off home run that Kelsey Stewart hit. Yeah. Now, that was pretty cool. That was cool. <laughs> yeah. And you're like, Man, I've seen her play so many times <laughs> at Florida. I remember seeing her walk into class, you know, whatever. So those are uh, that's a uh, that's what kind of makes this place special. Yeah,
2: no doubt. All right, let's get uh, some more phone calls. Randy joins us next. Randy, what's up? What's up, man? How you doing? We're I'm awesome. Sunny down
11: here in two three nine, but yeah. I'm thinking about you. I had it's kind of funny you're talking about swimming. I have two. I had two things for you, but just a comment. You know, I go back to about nineteen. 19- 80, and I have a former, not former, I have a current uh, family member who was, was up at UF in 81 to 85. All I remember hearing about was uh, Tracy Hawkins. Oh, yeah. Tracy Hawkins. Yeah. She was a hell of a swimmer, from what I remember. Yeah, and I see those pictures all over the O Dome, and whenever you walk in there and you walk on the, the swim side, Tracy Hawkins. Tracy Hawkins. Oh yeah. So I just I remember her. um The two things. I think I got really interested in Florida football around 1990, the same year I got out of high school, but I've been watching since about, you know, 81. Any comments on Coach Pound?
2: Yeah, Scott. I mean, I, I've had a few run-ins with him, but not really run-ins, but just opportunities to, to speak to him. And and Randy, it's so weird because, you know, I grew up a Gator fan. Uh, both of my parents went here. so I And during the heyday of Florida-Florida State and that rivalry, that was the you know, the nineties. And that was when I was in high school and it meant a lot. And the gosh, my best friend growing up was a a Florida state guy. The two other guys that I were best friends with, they were on the baseball team, all Florida state guys. They all went to Florida state. I was the (laughs) only one that went to Florida. So I couldn't stand Florida state. Like they were, I hated them so much And, and way worse than Georgia, which is, you know, obviously different now, but then you, it's, it's, it's almost like annoying because then you meet the guy And you see how great of a person he is and just how genuine he is and how much he cares to just sit there and talk to you for four or five minutes. And, gosh, there's Gator coaches that haven't even been willing to do that. But Bowden was always like that. He was just so so genuine um, and, you know, obviously did it the right way. And then I I remember if if you go back and you watch the um, We Are Marshall movie, if you've ever seen that, you know, they they go and they all of a sudden go to West Virginia. They're trying to do the veer. And Bowden comes in and says, hey, take my playbook, do all this stuff. And it was like, damn it, he's a nice guy. Like, I don't want him to be a nice guy. But I, I know uh, Scott's had several uh, times that he's been able to speak with him.
10: Yeah, I mean, it is weird. You know, in my strange, I guess, circle of my career here, I covered Florida State for, what, about four years mm-hmm. for the Tampa Tribune. And it was near the end of Bowden's time there. And that's really the reason why I took the assignment. And I wrote about it. Uh, today on the website, just I mean, first of all, everybody has a Bowden story if you knew him mm-hmm. or if you were around him. I mean, that's just the kind of person he was. As I said in my column, I mean, he he had a way of just making everybody feel special, and it was it was genuine, it was authentic, and he was that way whether or not you know he was in the national championship game or if it was just uh, you're walking to your car one late at night and he happens to bump into you. I mean, that was just who he is. And uh, obviously, what he did as a coach—I mean, it's 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 set in stone. I mean, he's one of the greatest ones ever. Provided me with a lot of great memories. Him and Spur to me—that's when the Florida Florida State. I mean, that rivalry was as big as any in the country at that time. And and they both had these kind of personalities that, quite frankly, we just don't see much of anymore. Sure, it, it's not been that long ago, but it sure seems a long time ago with the way. You know the the college coach I think has changed in some ways. They were still more connected to I think the fan base and just I don't know the real world in some ways.
11: I heard SOS yesterday morning on uh, ESPN radio nationally, and he had some some good things to say about Coach Biden about the rivalry. I hate Georgia and I, <laughs> I, I despise Florida State, but I I think I'm going to soften up on the uh, those force, folks of the North. However. Um, the question, the other question was about a tight end position. We run a good system here at UF, and we've had some good, good all the way to back to Kirkpatrick. Is that a, is that a position you can just put somebody in there because of the system and make it work, or do we, have we had some great talent in that position here at UF?
10: I think, I mean, there's obviously been a lot of great talent. I don't know. It, it all depends on the, really the offensive philosophy. Is Is the tight end a big part of? Of a coach's philosophy for Dan Mullen, it's always been that way. But you're right, you go back to Kirkpatrick, you go back to what Ben Troop and uh, I thought Aaron Kenny, I mm-hmm. think, was even you know under Spurrier. Spurrier, I don't think, used the tight end as much as obviously Meyer and Mullen have and some other coaches. Uh, but if you're in Florida, you can uh, recruit that position, there's usually a good talent base to pick from, but even then. You have a kid like Kyle Pitts come through who wasn't a Florida kid, mm-hmm. uh, came down from Pennsylvania. Uh I don't know if we we're, we're gonna see another one like him for quite a while, but I do know what they have there this year with Kamori Gamble and Keon Zipper. You got Jonathan Odom, uh the what the former offensive lineman's yep. son, Jason Odom. He's in the mix, so and Nick Elksness they, that they really like. Yeah, so they have they have some good talent there. Uh I don't know if the production can reach what Kyle Pitts did, but I do think it's still going to be critical to what Dan Mullen wants to do.
2: Yeah, and the the guy coaching that that spot, I mean, he's so energetic. He's so into Florida, even though he was a, a Bowden guy at Florida That's State right, for yeah. for many years. It was Tim Brewster, so um, he uh, I, I think he does a great job of you know selling this university. So he's going to get the right people here, and then obviously you had Kyle Pitts to. To sell it all under Mullen, so they're going to get guys here. It's going to be a position that they they really enjoy. And think about that Georgia game, Randy. When when Pitts went down, you know Kamori Gamble caught a touchdown, and I think they caught they threw another one to was it Zipper, Zipper or one I of the yeah. yeah. So I mean they they they're going to plug other guys in there. They're going to figure out a way to get them open, and if those guys can make the catches, then they're going to have a lot of production. I don't think there's any question.
12: I hear you. all.
11: I remember though is. Dory's got a touchdown. Dory's got a touchdown. Yeah. I mean, see, he wasn't a tight end, so that's what I remember. All right, guys, I appreciate it. All right.
2: Take care. Thank you, Randy. Appreciate that. Yeah, and I know um was it was it today that they uh that Brewster talked. Brewster, so yeah, Brewster spoke today. Yeah. yeah. So he was hyping up Kamori Gamble. Yeah. Life Gamble
10: a lot, zipper, uh Mitch and all those guys.
2: And, just, and when when Kamori got here a, a few years ago I mean, he, he was a guy that everybody absolutely loved, and all of a sudden Pitts comes out of nowhere, so you're going to play a guy that's a generational talent, yeah. you know, over Kamori, but to to have him still on the roster, be a part of this program for as long as he has been, I would expect a big year from him.
10: Yeah, I, I agree with you. I think he was, he was talking today about how kind of he's waited for this opportunity, and He's, you know, he th- I think his quote was, you know, I don't see a reason why I can't be one of the best tight ends in America. And well, I mean, he certainly has talent. He looked good. I mean, you know, they always look good this type of year. But I remember Kamori. It seems like to me he's just leaned up more a lot. He's been here since 2017. Yeah, you can just tell he's he's put in the work this offseason to to take advantage of this opportunity he has. So. um and, you know, I think with the tight end, with the running game probably going to be featured more prominently this year, Mullen talked the other day about probably going to see some two-back sets, mm-hmm. which we haven't seen much uh, since he's been back here. Uh, so uh, they're definitely going to be part of the, the regular uh, play calling in that offense, and uh, you're going to have to have those
2: guys produce. Speaking of uh, leaning up, there was a, a coach in the SEC that said, he looked at a picture of himself, he Thought he was an anaconda. We'll tell you who that was when we come back and take more of your phone calls here on the tailgate. If it's happening with the Gator Nation, hear it here first. ESPN 98, one FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Jeff Cardozo here. We all strive for quality and the things we do. The word itself means the degree of excellence of something. So now throw in the word plumbing after that and it would mean the excellence of plumbing. And that's exactly what our community has been getting for the past three decades from the crew at Quality Plumbing. Now you can spend time and money trying to fix things yourself or you can call Quality Plumbing and get it done right the first time. And they've been doing it a long time. The original Quality Plumber since 1985. Quality Plumbing. Their name says it all. Well, it's about time for the Gators to take the football field and finally time to get that Gator gear on again. Now, you've probably got the shirts, the tanks, the tees, and the hats, but I bet you don't have enough accessories to accompany the orange and blue. But one visit to Oaks Jewelry will get you looking as good as the Gators do on the field. For more than 30 years, Oaks Jewelry has been making people all over town sparkle with a great selection of quality, fine jewelry, the best possible prices. Engagement rings, necklaces, bracelets, diamonds, pendants, handbags, watches, and just what. All the compliments you're going to get with a piece you pulled from Oaks Jewelry. Proud member of the Gainesville Area Chamber of Commerce, Oaks Jewelry is a one-stop shop for all your jewelry needs. So check them out online at oaksjewelry.com or you can find them on Twitter, Facebook, Pinterest, and Instagram. right across the street from Publix. If you still can't find them, just stick your nose out the window. It'll guide you to the best barbecue in town.
3: From the UF Weather Center, here is your WRUF weather update.
13: A few showers or thunderstorms will linger through early this evening, especially from Gainesville and Point South, otherwise muggy overnight, mid-70s the low. A more typical sea breeze pattern unfolds Monday with spotty afternoon showers and thunderstorms across mainly inland areas after 2 p.m. Highs in the low 90s, a heat index up to the low 100s. A similar forecast again Tuesday.
7: From the UF Weather Center, I'm Jeff Hoffman. Keyshawn Johnson, Jay Williams, and Zubin Mahinte.
11: Mac Jones needs the reps. If my starting quarterback comes up injured or misses time, I have to have the guy behind him ready. Better be ready. Yes. So and the only way Cam's he's going to get ready. ready is by getting reps. We understand what Cam is. We need to understand what 50 is. Because 50 to us right now, he looks like a 50.
3: Keyshawn, Jay Will, and Zubin. Weekday mornings at 6 right here on ESPN 981 FM, 850 AM, WRE. The W.R.U.F. Radio App. Your source for sports every second of every hour of every day. You are listening to ESPN 981 FM, 850 AM. W.R.U.F., the home of the Florida Gators. The tailgate with Jeff Cardozo and Pat Dooley continues. Here on ESPN 981 FM, 850 AM, W.R.U.F. And on your phone with the WRUF radio app.
2: Hi, right, welcome back. Jeff here with you. Scott Carter alongside for this Sonic sound off Monday, 392-8255. As we continue to talk about all the uh, stuff going on in Florida athletics. If you uh, have not read Scott's stuff, do it. It is uh, very, very good. FloridaGators. dot com. Back to the phones. We go. Ryan's next. What's up, Rhino?
12: Oh, happy Monday, man! I'm just uh, tailgating out here in the backyard since I finally got home from work and it wasn't raining.
2: Yeah, that baby.
12: Get after it while you can. Have to. Well, speaking of the rain, and I tell you it's funny. I this is just all this is going to be about how wonderful baseball is and the reason why. It's still, even though, you know, football kind of whatever ratings and all that and people poo pooing on baseball these days. But the thing, some of the things that happened just in the last few days that you just can't beat. And, uh, I have to admit I saw, I didn't want, hadn't really watched the Olympics much, but Saturday morning, you know, you wake up, it's kind of like the British open being on and you wake up and there they are playing in the gold game.
9: Mm-hmm. And, uh,
12: that literally was like a, a major league team. I mean, we might as well have had. Willie Mays Hayes and Joe Boo and Zorn out there with all that <laughs> ragtag bunch they put together. You know, it's a shame we couldn't take the big boys over there and go dominate. But I got a glimpse of that uh cart that they were bringing out of the bullpen slash uh, Disney yeah. ride. looking thing. that. I was like, how oh, cool. I mean, it literally looks like something that would be coming around on them tracks and you got to jump in with the whole family real quick. <laughs> and uh, at Disney or something, I'm like, dude, this, why can't we get cards like this in uh, in the, in the MLB? I thought that thing was sweet. Well,
2: and they used to have the bullpen carts back in the day, yeah. I, I don't know why they ever took it away, but maybe because you can't get like Enter Sandman to play and run right. out of the tunnel or what. It's was not a bad idea yeah, that, to bring it back, yeah. That'd be sweet,
12: yeah. That was my, my thinking, was well, I guess when dude started coming out the gate and especially like you were saying with inner sandman and all that then uh kind of had that moment of them just kind of strolling through the mound instead of that car but that was funny and then something that happened freaking the rain i get home friday and it's pouring rain so flip on and sure enough there's the cubs and the white Sox. and just in this one game you had all these great and actually i think it ended up making uh like mlb's official twitter but there's a foul ball hit and these two boys, and they had already showed these boys because they're pretty, they're pretty cute out there, and they're like, they're, uh, Kimball's up pitching, and they're kind of mocking Kimball with the arm and everything, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, but there's a foul ball hit, and they're out there with their gloves, and they're probably all of like six and eight, and this dude jumps, and it was probably the most bird he's ever gotten his life, and he still, in one hand's the ball, and these two kids are back there behind him, both gloves up, just anticipating the catch. And they look they're poor little kids. They uh, and everybody was kinda of getting on the do, like give them the ball the do wasn't getting rid of the ball. But uh but then they end up so I don't know if you know about this game at all, Kimbrell actually ended up giving up gave up a three run uh dinger and uh didn't get the save. And uh but it was to the Andrew Romine who's, you know, journeyman. He's hit like ten homers. He hadn't hit one since twenty seventeen, but he hits a three run bomb off of Kimbrell, which again only in baseball. And they showed they, they, these little boys got more air time. They're jumping up and down, screaming. and looked they were with their granddad and just having just having the best of times. I'm like, you just can't get that fan interaction and those little things that happen in any other sport than that. And, it, and you know, of course, we know what the Wrigleyville and the vibe there. It's almost like a tourist attraction. But it was just really cool to see see that and see that go down. They were so disappointed not getting the foul ball, and then when the dude hits the bomb off Kimbrel, and they all lost their minds. It was really cool.
2: Yeah, there, there was another neat one the other day in the Giants game where they showed like a, a young fan, a young girl, and she was giving like a hex to one of the hitters, and then he grounded into a double play or something. So then they <laughs> focused back on her and said it was all because of her. And oh, it, it is neat, I think. You know, and you know, I, I got the the opportunity to go to a couple Braves games a few weeks ago, and yeah, you'd look around, you see all the kids that were into it. Um, the the second day. We had really good seats the first day and the second day, I just wanted to move around the stadium and sit in different spots so you know there 's one section where it was like it was a day game, so it was mm-hmm. a group of like twenty ladies that were just like skipping work, sure. I guess, so they were there, and half of them you know not watching the game and they 're on their phones, but you know the other half are enjoying it and they 're high five like, and it 's cool like i think that 's what 's really neat about baseball and um, you have the downtime to be able to communicate, do other things, but certainly there 's a lot of uh, involvement. And, and the fans, like, I don't know if you saw it too, Ryan, where the one where where Phillips, the, you know, for, for the Rays, he was playing right field, and there was a play, like, right on the, the line going towards the stands, and there was a lady there. As he got close, she kind of, like, curled into the fetal position and put her hands over her head and, like, ducked down, and he caught the ball right in front of her, and he just, like, stood there waiting, and then she finally puts her yeah. head up, and he's got the biggest smile on his face, and he, like, taps her on the head, and things like that so no b- baseball is certainly fun when you get all that involvement
12: yeah you can't get that in NFL for sure no but um and speaking of those boys this is kind of funny too because then um I just thought I remember this but as they're going to commercial they pull Campbell out you know Larissa comes out and pulls him and they keep painting these boys and the little about six year old is, is mouthing it with no you can't you can't you know get around he's but he's screaming you stop like really loud I was like I'm not sure if his, fan, his parents are proud of that or not proud of that. <laughs> it. Was, it was pretty funny, but he was definitely giving it to him I was like a six year old. But um, uh, and then the other, did you see Brock Holt with the slowest, yep, ever? That was a strike at a, uh, I mean, I thirty six miles at least, an man. hour.
2: That's it.
12: Thirty one. Thirty one. Wow. Plotting it in at thirty one point three, you know, they call that a EPA stitch, which. I was a softball pitcher back in the day. Maybe I still got a career in the major leagues. There you go. out of the pen in the 8th in a 12-3 blowout.
2: Get some people out. That's all that matters.
12: Dang right. All right, man. All right, Ryan. Well, thank uh, you. Just wanted to just chime in and talk about how how much we love baseball. Just little commentary on baseball today. It's, this weekend baseball.
2: It's a good little sport.
12: And our and our Braves Yep. Only in the NL East, thankfully, but back they are it. back in contention. You know, my daughter was at the game Saturday night when they blew it and uh, gave up three in the top of the nine. Yeah. But uh, you know, like I said, the only division in baseball you could be have our record and actually be in contention. So That's right. Take it.
2: take it, no doubt. Thank you, Ryan. All right, Jim. Catch you later. All right, appreciate that. We'll uh, stick with it and get the cattlemen to join us.
5: What's up, Mike? Hey guys, uh, y'all hanging in there? Yes sir. Uh, uh, Sands Dooley.
2: We are doing our best. <laughs>
5: Hey, guys, uh, I had a chance to hear Coach uh, Spurs' uh, conversation with Steve today. One thing on that, one thing on the Olympics, and then one thing on eligibility. You know, guys, I bet Coach Spurs, competitive as he is, knows his record against every single coach he coached against or could get pretty close to it. And um, you know, competitive environment like Florida, Florida State, and all that. Um, I thought those uh, comments were really classy today, because I'm sure in the heat of the battle, you know, you guys hate uh, Docket and all that, and I'm sure Florida State's got some Gators they don't like. But I thought his uh, comments today were really classy.
9: Yeah,
10: I mean, the, there was a mutual respect there, obviously between those uh, those guys when they were at the uh, height of their powers in the '90s, and that rivalry was. As we talked about earlier, the best in the country, you could certainly argue that it was. Uh, you know, there were some moments that <laughs> it did get pretty heated. Uh, I still uh, – one of my all-time favorite quotes, I hadn't thought about it in years. But so I saw it after Bowden passed the time that, you know, they asked him about Doug Johnson throwing the ball at him yeah. and missed it. he says, well, you what would have happened if that's one of your quarterback he – he wouldn't have missed or something like that. <laughs> and, of course, I'm sure Spurrier had a – Plenty of quippy uh, comebacks in his career, but I think at the end of the day, uh, they did respect each other because they knew that each other that game uh, it could determine that team season. Yeah, and uh, I got to go
5: ahead. go ahead. I'm sorry.
10: No, and you just had to be ready for uh, everything because Spurger and battle. Another thing that I'll say real, I really liked about them is they, you know, they weren't afraid. They were. They did some things in their day that just was unusual, you know, whether it's trick plays or offensive. They were both offensive masterminds, really.
5: Yeah, people, that's a good thing. I've kind of forgotten about that. People forget that Bowden was kind of a trickster, too, all the fumble rooskies and et cetera. Mm -hmm. But, you know, I got to thinking, guys, how many coaches I wonder if Spire has a losing record to? What, uh, Tom Osborne and uh, Bowden, maybe? I mean, I Uh guess these one-year coaches, he might have a one-off deal, but I guess he probably played Osborne once, but. Is Bowden probably the only coach that Spire played regularly. regularly? He's got a losing record, too.
10: I think of all, yeah, the ones that he played regularly because, I mean, when he was at Florida, obviously, they were yeah, dominating everybody the can uh, A one-year
5: one encounter doesn't matter.
10: <laughs> yeah, he won, he won the biggest.
5: Yeah, and, you know, um, timing and then you look at how programs like Florida State's kind of in the tank right now, much like Tennessee, where I'm calling you from. And, guys, I saw top five, top seven Tennessee teams in the Citrus Bowl year after year.
10: Yeah, that was just how good you know the SEC I mean, when, East. Yeah
5: under the, yeah, under the current format, you probably, uh, Tennessee would have been in the playoffs. But in those days, it was uh, go to the Citrus Bowl and who cares? But I guess uh, you know, Spire got the uh, red ribbon on the Battle of the Bowden Wars, but he got the blue ribbon on the Fulmer Wars. <laughs> hey guys, uh, two, uh, two other things for you. And by the way, y'all enjoy Peyton Manning going in last night.
2: Yeah, you know, he he's another one of those Mike, and if you missed it at the beginning of the show when we started talking about Bowden, you know it's a guy you hated so much, and you know the same for Peyton, because all those years he'd come here and he was so good. Obviously Florida would beat him, but you're just you, you didn't like the guy, but then you see him now in post life. I mean, I I remember there was a Saturday Night Live skit that he did. And I don't know if you, you ever saw it, but he's like throwing balls and hitting the kids in the back of the head like why can't you catch it and he's just he's such a great dude and I I almost wish I like I could be around him more because he just seems like such an awesome individual and obviously last night with with what he said and the things that he said it just it makes you like him even more
5: well, guys, I kind of, kind of stumbled into that. I think I've mentioned to you on the show previously, Jeff. I'm not the hugest Peyton Manning fan, believe it or not. Mm-hmm. Here's an interesting question: What would, if you're Peyton Manning, what would you rather have—Warfel's um, Heisman Trophy or an extra $450 million playing professional football in the bank that Warfel didn't make?
2: Yeah, I mean, uh, and to to have the fame that he's had now, even after the fact, uh, there's no question.
5: Yeah, I mean, you know, that, that Heisman, maybe it's worth its weight in so-called gold, but. Uh, Peyton made a few more nickels, I believe, than Werfel did on, on the pro level. Hey, two things for you, real quick, guys. Um, uh, did y'all see the numbers coming out of the Olympics?
2: As far as what, like Technology viewership?
5: Ratings. Yeah.
2: I did not. I just I, I saw where it was like fifty percent less than last year. A couple. Oh, you yeah, no, yeah,
5: yeah, No, yeah. Uh, then um, yeah, Rio. Yeah, yeah. yeah. NBC, NBC took a bath. Fifty percent off. Of Rio, they're having to give away these uh, sponsors. They're having to give away free ads. They took a bath. W- wonder why?
10: You know I just think there's so many factors. I mean, the obviously it's all a lot of it's COVID related, but I think a lot of it's technology related too. I mean, even since the two, through 2000 what 16 games, I know I totally watch TV differently now. Mm-hmm. I don't have cable anymore. I have all my services are streamed. And I'll be honest with you. There was a couple nights when I I kind of forgot about the Olympics until I I just went back to my home page on Hulu. Yeah. Oh gosh, I'm missing the Olympics. Yeah. I mean it's just the way we view things. I think that's a part of it. But I mean there's I don't know, it's a good question. I'm sure the uh, there'll be plenty of stories written if they really took a bath that bad. <laughs>
5: well, I well, I'm being a little uh, facetious there, guys. It's real simple. Get woke, go broke. Nobody likes repeating no. Uh, oh. COVID might have a, a nickel or so to do with it, but it's a woke athlete. So nobody wants to watch that mess.
9: Well, I'm
10: sure there's some people out there probably who feel the, you know, that way. So it <laughs> yeah, was,
5: yeah, I think it, yeah, I think it was Daily Wire. Y'all might want to Google that. But, yeah, the NBC took a bath, and I'm sure those Olympics weren't a cheap contract either. Probably not. Hey, guys, I was going to bring an eligibility thing to you, but I'll save it. Y'all hang in. All
2: right. Thank you, Mike. Appreciate that. Um yeah, talk to me about Hulu because yeah, I'm paying a lot for Dish, and I'm like, man, should I get rid of this? Because I found out the other day, like Addison's got a TV in her room, and like it's never on. So I finally asked her, like, "Ad, do you ever turn?" On? No, I just watch Netflix. Or yeah, I mean, I'm uh, like, damn, I'm wasting all this money. You don't even watch TV.
10: I know it's funny. I've I've actually reverted now. I basically copy my kids' technology habits. Yeah, instead of the way I used to. I, I mean, they never go to the TV and turn it on and like actually flip through the channels. Right they strictly go to their app where mm-hmm. they want to watch and that's, Put how, it on and and that's it. how I do it now do you really so, yeah. so you you kind of forget like what's available but it, all, it also you waste less time you know you okay you know what you want it's like when i go to the grocery store man yeah. i'm not one to look around i know exactly where i'm going to pick it up and i get out okay <laughs>
2: that's how i watch my tv yeah, now Jeff. that's interesting yeah cuz i mean i mean i sit, still sit there like saturday morning when i'm up at 5:45 cuz i can't sleep <laughs> And you know everybody's all in bed till nine or ten o'clock. I'm just scrolling through the guide trying to find a right. channel. And but yeah, I guess I guess I don't need to be doing that. Well, Interesting.
9: Yeah.
2: Interesting. Move into the modern ways, man. man I got to do it. All right, let's get our final break of the hour. We'll come back, wrap up hour number one here on the tailgate.
3: From the College of Journalism and Communications, ESPN, 98.1 FM, and 850 AM, W R U S.
2: Well, I think we all know how hot it gets in north central Florida. It's sometimes unbearable at times to even be outside over the summer. But for me, it was just as unbearable to be inside because my house just wouldn't cool down. So I knew it was finally time to do something about it, and thanks to Kirk and his team at Crystal Air, my phone call turned into a life changer. They told me my unit was as old as Pat Dooley is, and the air wasn't traveling through the house correctly, and it was time to get with the times. So I took advantage of 0% financing for 60 months on a brand new train unit, was also able to take advantage of some rebates from train. And even though they are train comfort specialists, which is the highest contractor rating by train, Crystal Air and Water works on all brands out there, and the repair services are as fast as my fastball was back in the day and they'll be there today if you need them to come out and see what's wrong with my new train variable speed system the temperature has evened up throughout the house there is much lower humidity and the unit is even generator friendly if need be so if you need your ac unit looked at call crystal air at three 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 zero four six zero because they aren't comfortable until you are Big Mills is a small place with a big taste. As a small business owner, you've got ings to do.
13: That's why the UPS Store is here to help. From printing to shredding, even mailboxing, you can get every ink your small business needs all done in one trip, saving you time for all your other ings, like professional photo taking or just enjoying family dinner. The UPS Store, every ink for small business all in one place.
7: The UPS Store.
13: The UPS Store locations are independently owned. Products, services, pricing, and hours may vary. See Center
8: for details. International Diamond Center's best event of the year is happening now with your choice of two incredible offers. Offer number one, an instant 25% savings on all wedding bands. You heard it right. Now, for a limited time, get our best price ever on all wedding bands. 25% off across the board. Or if you prefer, you can take advantage of offer number two. Zero interest financing for 36 months on any purchase. And IDC will even cover your first two payments. This incredible finance option is for everything. Rings, pendants, bands, bracelets, designer jewelry, even certified diamonds. Pick any item spread your payments over three years with zero interest and as a bonus idc will even cover your first two payments so you can save big on wedding vans or take advantage of this incredible finance offer whichever you choose you can't lose during idc's summer of savings event now through the end of august only at international diamond center at celebration point on approved credit summer is here hi this is tom collette from electronics world
11: Are you ready to make your backyard an outdoor entertainment oasis for you, your family, and friends?
2: Let our team at Electronics World assist you with that. We can outfit your outdoor space with sunbright outdoor TVs, outdoor sound systems from Yamaha, Sonance, and more. Plus, surveillance systems to keep an eye on everything. And smart control, too. Come visit us today at Electronics World in Gainesville or online at ElectronicsWorld.net.
7: From pylon to pylon
3: are your home for all things football. 63-yard touchdown,
9: and the ball game is tied!
3: You are listening to ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, the home
7: of the Florida Gators. I'm Mick Hubert, voice of the Gators, and you're listening to The Tailgate on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, the flagship of the Florida Gators.
2: All right, welcome back. Wrapping up hour number one. If you want to sneak in a quick call, you can. If not, just wait till the top of the hour. Then you can get Scott Moore to uh, talk a lot of Gator football. We're, uh, we're being nostalgic here on the commercial break. and The old school of call waiting and TVs that weren't flat screens or smart TVs. And Black and white TVs. VCRs. VCRs. But even in college, though, I remember when I got here, Like I bought, like at Hollywood Video or Blockbuster, you would go buy VHSs. And then it switched into DVDs. And then now I have like 300 DVDs that I never will be able to look at again because it just doesn't, it's all streamed. No, it's it's crazy how fast it's changed too. Mm -hmm.
10: Like, I mean, you know, five years ago, I was like, I always will have a, Home phone I don't think we have A home phone now
2: No No we don't
10: Yeah for sure So you know It's like uh, The TVs They can tell you uh, More than I can tell them Anymore Yeah I mean how smart they are So listen (laughs) to Serious satellite radio On my On my home uh, TV You know Just call up the app And Mm -hmm. if I want to Do a little I don't know, clean the house or something, so
2: yeah, different world, man. It does. Well, even even in now our industry, the the sports journalism industry or just sports in general, so we're talking about Bobby Bowden, so the the, the Choke It Dope game, mm-hmm. I'm working in high school. I get bad groceries at Publix, and I find out, I I knew the Gators were up like with 31 to 3 so alright sweet it's over I don't worry about it anymore and I'm putting groceries in somebody's car and they have a Florida State bumper sticker on it and I said ah sorry about your loss today I'm a big Gator fan haha you know being a cocky high school kid they're like kid what are you talking about like we tied (laughs) and Obviously now I would have known that in two seconds if I had to back because you pull it up on your phone or it'd be but like you didn't know that back then and now it took all of a sudden somebody to tell me that so yeah not just unless in you're that industry live on TV which I do remember doing that
10: um, but yeah that it's totally changed everything has the instant uh, connection that we all have I think a lot of it's good mm-hmm. and of course we see sometimes it's bad I mean um, but I always it's a lot harder to sneak around and do stuff if you're gonna get in trouble these days jeff like as a kid i mean one of your friends i mean, can imagine like doing something your mom told you not to Mm -hmm. and then your friends filming it he sends it to somebody then one of your mom's uh, friends gets it she calls your mom you're in trouble man
2: (laughs) (laughs) it does escalates very quickly yes certainly uh certainly so well and and we hope this uh, as we talked about in the first hour we'll do that again in the second hour that this uh, this defense can stop making uh, points exalate, escalate so quickly and and that is certainly something i think will uh, happen but uh, scott wrote a really good story on on the running backs and i think that's going to be a position that certainly should be the strength of this team like when you look at all those guys i mean ever since damian pierce got here i've said it a million times on this show i've absolutely loved the guy um but now you've got i mean lingard looks awesome in, in the time that we've seen him i mean demarcus bowman is a guy that every single person that listens to this show wanted coming out of high school and they were so pissed off when he didn't become a gator and he goes yeah. to clemson and now all of a sudden he's a gator so now you have him so you have that there and then i mean naquan wright was really good at the end of last year so there's a, there's a lot of opportunities right there for those guys
10: well, there are, there is, and it's like Dan Mullen said it himself, really, the other day. I mean, it's that one position where you go into the season, and it's probably less concern there than mm-hmm. than most other spots. And you know, they have they have experience in Malik Davis and Damian Pierce and Naquan Wright. You have speed in Lingard and Bowman, and uh, you also have some unknowns with those two. Sure. I mean, we haven't seen them do it at Florida. Well, really, I mean, Lingard had some moments at Miami as a true freshman before he got hurt. Mm-hmm. Uh, but since he's been here, you know, he was down the depth chart. I think still working his way back. Yeah. But I'm like a lot of your listeners, I want to see Bowman. How, what does he offer in year one? Because I remember what you were talking about when he was coming out of Lakeland High. Yeah. Everybody wanted that guy. Sure. So uh, there's a reason for that.
2: Yeah. It was like Scott when he was asking for dates at the high school prom. Everybody wanted that guy. <laughs> And oh. you can have them in hour number two. Just call us up in chat three nine two eight two five five. It is the tailgate powered by Davis Gainesville Chevrolet.
7: The best new cars make the best used cars. That's why at Davis Gainesville Chevrolet, our buyers search all over Florida for only the cleanest, later model, pre-owned cars, trucks, and SUVs. And why you can feel confident knowing you're getting a safe, reliable vehicle backed by a local, reputable, hands-on dealer, visit Davis Gainesville Chevy today and shop the area's largest pre-owned selection. Nearly every make and model. And with prices starting at just $99.95, everyone must pass a rigorous 170-point inspection Many come with remaining factory warranties, and all are backed by Davis's three-day love-it-or-bring-it-back guarantee. Even dozens of GM-certified pre-owned vehicles are available with better-than-new-car warranties. Plus, Davis Gainesville Chevy has finance plans for everyone, so why pay the difference if you can't tell the difference? Get a fully inspected, like-new car or truck today for a fraction of the new car price at Davis Gainesville Chevrolet, North Main Street, online at GainesvilleChevy.com. See dealer for complete details. Your spare change really
6: adds up with Radiant Credit Union's special Even Up Savings Account. That's right. Just add our special Even Up Savings Account to your Radiant checking account, and every qualifying debit card transaction helps grow your savings. Yeah, you'll be able to build your savings every time you swipe, insert, or tap your debit card. You can even add your Radiant debit card to your mobile wallet. Just imagine, buy groceries, grow your savings, buy gas, grow your savings, buy coffee, grow your savings. Yes, it's just that easy. Visit RadiantCU.org for details on opening your new Even Up Savings account today and start earning more from your spare change. Your spare change really adds up with Radiant Credit Union Special Even Up Savings Account. Radiant, federally insured by the NCUA.
2: Nobody likes getting hurt, going to the doctor and dealing with all the stuff involved with trying to get better, but if you do happen to have a slip and fall, don't worry about it at all. The tremendous staff at Titan MRI is ready to find out what you need to do to get all fixed up. The winners of the Best of the Best Contest in Gainesville, staffers at Titan MRI have more than 20 years of experience of making you feel comfortable during an MRI. The only locally owned and operated MRI center in town knows how crucial it is to get back to everyday life. So they've made it as easy as possible to get into their office. Just as easy as it was to score on Florida State's football team the last few years. And speaking of scoring, all Blue Cross and Blue Shield members just got a gift to start off the new year. They heard how many people wanted to get in and see Joe and the crew at Titan MRI. They made sure to add them to their network. With offices in Gainesville and now Lake City, there's an office near you. So it's up to you. Tell your doctor you want to get to feeling better from the absolute best. Titan MRI. Hey, this is Florida Gator Jeff Cardozo, and I'm with Jeffrey Meldon. Jeffrey, I hear that you are the only official law firm partner of the Florida Gators.
1: That's right, Jeff, and we have partnered with all the teams that wear orange and blue. Whether you're at a baseball game, a volleyball match, or a gymnastic meet, Melden Law will be there with you, and you can go to MeldonLaw.com to sign up to win free tickets and a dinner for four courtesy of Melden Law.
2: Meldon Law, the only official law firm partner of the Florida Gators with offices in Gainesville, Ocala, and South Florida. This program is paid for by Talking Reds, LLC. Tailgate
3: with Jeff Cardozo and Pat Dooley is on the air. Quiet on the set. We're all sound. Action. You can be part of the show by calling 392 Talk. That's 392-8255. Or hit the guys up on social media by tweeting to at Jeff Cardoza UF and at Pat underscore Dooley. The grill is hot and the beverages are ice cold. It's time to tailgate. Here's Jeff and Pat.
2: Alright, second hour. The Sonic Sound Off Monday here on the tailgate. The uh, the guy just lied to you. It happens every now and then. It is not Jeff and Pat. Jeff here, but Scott Carter alongside. If you missed him in hour number one, it might have been the best hour of radio that you will ever hear. So you can always go back and listen to so, it. So wait, the guy who introduced us lied. now you're, you're lying.
10: I mean, what's going yeah, on? It's here? one <laughs> of those days, I guess.
2: Always great to uh, to have Scott around and We'll get to see his ugly mug a little bit more now as uh, it 's real like yeah. football 's starting and things are uh, happening again still obviously don 't know hundred percent what 's going to happen capacity one hundred percent or what 's going on, but hopefully everything stays the same. Everybody uh, does what they need to to get out there and, and cheer on this football team because as we have talked about in hour number one, it should be a, a pretty good team and if you want to get your thoughts on it or pick scott 's brain on anything, some of these newbies that are uh, made their way in there, I know Grantham has uh, hyped up the uh, the two big bodies up front that uh, he, he si- seems to like. So obviously that is something that Florida struggled with last year. I mean, that, that front seven didn't seem to be able to stop anybody, and that was pretty evident in the A&M game and, and other games. So to to have some big bodies up there should certainly help. Yeah, Dequan Newkirk and Antonio Valentino, he's going by now, they're
10: certainly big bodies. Both of them check in about, what, 6'3? I think one, uh, I 312, 315, somewhere yeah. in that range. It, that was a position, you know, you look at what they had there last year. I, you know, I think it was what Kyrie Campbell was inside, TJ Slayton. You know, both guys were big too. I just never, I always really liked TJ Slayton, the athlete. Mm-hmm. I don't, I just never saw him reached maybe the yeah. potential that I expected. To have and probably, that motor and that
2: one yeah. every play. Hey,
10: you, you know, you got these two guys who are veterans. I think both of them have something to prove. They have a lot of experience and fresh opportunity. I mean, the Gators uh, needed, uh, I think, some, some newness internal inside there in that interior line. And uh, you just hope that their best football still had them because yeah. while both guys played – uh, Valentino at Penn State and, of course, uh, Newkirk at Auburn. You know Newkirk especially had some injury issues. I, I think he seems to be healthy, I think, entering the fall for one of the few times in his college career. So I know he's expecting big things. And then Valentino, I mean, he's a definitely a motor guy. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, he, he's the kind of guy that having a, a guy like that, Jeff, even if he maybe at the end of the season his stat line doesn't blow you away, if he can just draw – attention it just makes such a difference with the other guys yeah. like the the carters and the Coxes, and the even a guy like jeremiah moon or you know they got they got some guys on the edge who I, I really like and maybe uh those two big guys inside can help those guys get
2: loose so it wasn't too long before you hyped up your your brother from another mother that's right man zach, zach carter. carter tampa
10: guy i like zach i think he's gonna have a big year You know, a guy like him, I just like talking about SEC media days earlier. He was obviously up there with Mm -hmm. Mullen, and uh, you know, you could just tell he had something to prove. Me, he, he. I think he contemplated like maybe, okay, leaving or coming back. But he said, "Man, I got season did not end well at all the way he wanted last year." I always like when you got guys coming back like that who who just didn't like the way it ended didn't want to end their college careers that way because that tells me that this means something to sure. them, you know? Yeah, and, uh, there's a purpose to it. Yeah, there's a purpose, and I expect Zach to you know, stay healthy and have a big year. I think he's going to be a huge part of if that defensive turnaround becomes reality that we talk about, uh, Zach
2: Carter will play a huge role in that. No doubt. All right, back to the phones we go. Ted kicks off the second hour. Hey, Ted, what's up?
14: Hey, guys, how you doing?
2: Great. Um
14: God, I was going to ask, I mean, any update
2: on Tyreek Sapp? You know, just from what
10: uh, Grantham said the other day, I mean, they're expecting him here, I think, what, before the uh, fall semester. He's going to come in and join the program. So as far as, you know, what can he do right away or if he's going to be an impact, no clue. I think just the biggest thing was getting him here and, uh, you know, having him join the team. So to my knowledge, it's still uh, set to happen.
14: Good, good. And the other thing I was going to ask about is um, you know, a lot of offensive line discussion in the preseason. And, and I just was wondering how Tarquin is coming along. Because I know when he came here, he was a big-time recruit at, at offensive tackle. And then he had kind of a shoulder thing that was lingering from high school. And I'm just trying to, you know, how's he doing? How's he coming along? Because he could be a factor on this line.
10: Yeah, I mean, he's one of those guys that he still has something to prove. I, I think, as you said, he, he came in and, had to get healthy first and then you have to acclimate to a whole different way of going about just the day-to-day business of, you know, playing at this level, being a college uh, student, being an adult, basically. Uh, You know, I think he had to adjust some there. Um, But you look at him, he he looks good. I just know that I remember talking to him when he first got here and like you just said, he was kind of one of these guys like if he can develop – you know, he, he certainly had. I remember they talked about his footwork being really good for a guy coming in like a, a high school kid. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I think it's just a matter of uh, whether or not. I think this is a big year for him. I think he he's got the opportunity there to do something. Will he do it? We don't know. But I uh, I know they still they're not giving up on him. Let's put it that way.
14: So his health, his health seems to be to back to normal. In other words,
10: uh, yeah. I mean, as far as I know, he's healthy. Uh, Unless something's happened in the last day or two.
14: <laughs> Excellent. Thanks
11: a lot.
2: All right. Thank you, Ted. And and that is, you know, I think more than anything, the offensive line, probably the biggest question mark going into this, even though there's a whole bunch of guys, we know their names. Like it's it's a veteran group, guys that have been there and done that. I think just the the frustrating part is, you know, and and maybe just because I mean you had Kyle Trask last year, you had Kyle Pitts, you had Kadarius Toney. I mean you had three legitimate game changers and then throw in grimes and some of these other guys that had all these weapons so they didn't need to run the ball a ton like that wasn't the offense so I think now if now when the strength is now flipped and it's the running backs there's been so many questions well is this offensive line going to be able to block but I mean, we, we know that Ethan White has slimmed down a, a ton and they've gotten that, that savage stuff. They've had other guys that have really changed their bodies around to understand and now been a part of this system. So that that old line should be a, a much better group.
10: I would think so. You know, the old line is always, to me, it's probably, to me in football, it's probably the most over scrutinized position of sure. a quarterback. And it's like I, there's just so much that goes on. And, It's taken me even a while to understand this just from having, you know, followed the game so closely for so long. There's so much at work up there within the the framework of the offense and the play call that, you know, breakdowns and stuff, they're often misconstrued by the fans and the media. I mean, I'm sure I've been guilty of it. Mm -hmm. So, uh, you know, when you look at this Florida line, was it a dominant line last year? I don't think it was dominant, but I think it it was really good at what it needed to do, and that was pass block. Yeah, block. You know, pass protect. So this year it's a different kind of question mark. I mean, can they move the pile to run consistently to take the pressure off Emory Jones, Anthony Richardson, a different style of offense than what we've seen with Kyle Trask? Um, So guys like you mentioned, Ethan White to me is – he's just an intriguing player because I think this guy can be a really – big-time player. Uh, we've seen how he's transformed his body in his time at Florida, so I'm eager to see him. Kingsley, and I always butcher the last name, Kingsley Equicon.
2: Equicon. Yeah. I mean,
10: you know, he's a guy that's playing in the middle there, maybe at, at center or either of those guards spots. I mean, he's a guy that, can he make that leap up? And Richard Garage, is he going to be this big-time, maybe he's an all-SEC caliber uh, lineman? So there, there are always those question marks, but I think they have good pieces there um but again i uh, you know when you think about it it's just a different kind of line they're going to be asked to do different things and i know who was it last year that they had a hard fans really got on was it delance it was and, yeah yeah i mean you know so it's just there's always one one of those guys <laughs> who he screws up somewhere early and it, it kind of follows him all year you, you just hope that these guys uh can move that pile because, as we talked about, it's going to be for this four to offense to move, it's going to look different, it's going to take good run blocking.
9: Yeah,
2: it certainly is. And I, there was a um, you know, some pictures that come out of practice, and of course, everybody looks at them and analyzes them. If you saw the one <laughs> where Somebody's hands were out, but it was like completely missing a, a guy that was rushing the quarterback. I couldn't see the number, uh, but they're just crushing. Ah, same old offensive line <laughs> for the Gators. Can't that. block anybody. I saw something like that
10: today on Twitter <laughs> from Florida State where I guess McKenzie Milton, they on tape, he threw kind of a duck. Really. Yeah, yeah. And then some guy called it. And I'm pretty sure the two or three defensive backs in that clip were probably like me and you, Jeff, like, Fourth string walk on, sure. But <laughs> They were like just ripping them, man. Like, <laughs> it made me laugh. I mean, well,
2: and, but in that again, that's part of why I think you have to not allow access at practice because everything is so scrutinized. Or one little thing, yeah, it, that goes on. It's nuts.
10: It is, and there's sometimes, yeah. If you go out to practice, you're going to see a lot of things that you're going to assume or. Like, you know, like a guy walking in a walking boot, man. Mm-hmm. You know, after any practice, there could be 10 guys in a walking boot. Sure. But, you know, if you see him or on Twitter, oh, man, he's broken his foot. He's done. A lot of it's just general care right. after a practice. So you, but you have all that stuff piled up. So, I mean, I hate that it's as shut down as it is in a lot of places. But in some ways I can understand, too, because then, I mean, you've, you're every day it's just really putting out fires, you know, that aren't even – yeah. fires, yeah. yeah.
2: And then once in a while, you you get, you get you get a real fire. Yeah, and I, and I remember the, I guess Trevor Lawrence threw like three picks at practice. So every Jag beat writer's tweeting out, yeah. Trevor Lawrence three interceptions, blah blah. blah. And then it's like, oh my gosh, it's the end of the world. This guy sucks. We shouldn't have drafted him. And see, that's where Myers should
10: have come on. You know what? Just horrible practice. We're looking to trade him today. You know, <laughs> we're looking to
2: trade him. <laughs> it would be great. <laughs> All right, let's get a break. We'll come back. More of your phone calls, 392-8255. If you want to uh, chime in, ask some questions about some Gator football or anything else, it's fair game here on the tailgate
3: flagship of the Florida Gators. ESPN 981 FM at 850
2: AM WRUF. Every morning I get up, start the trek into town for a busy day ahead and every morning, I kid you not, I pass an ugly green van or truck along the way heading to work as well. But the best part of that site is I know someone is about to be wowed with the craftsmanship and work ethic from days gone by with the technology of today because that vehicle has vintage electric written across the side.
6: Hey, y'all. Kyle from Leonardo's Millhopper here with the best news yet of 2021. The salad bar is back, baby. Woo! It's been gone for a year, but starting June 1st, the salad bar is back and better than ever. All right, it'll be exactly the same, but you know what I'm talking about. We're going to eat like it's 2019. Our staff is vaccinated, the dining room's at full capacity, and we're excited to get back to business. I know you love Leonardo's, so please dine in, call for pickup, order online, or get delivery from 352delivery.com. And as always,
2: don't forget the tailgate 10. There's lots of unknowns going on in the world right now, and while we all sit back and try to sort things out, Oaks Jewelry wants to let you know that if you need some help, they are there if needed. Now, we already know that if you need any fine jewelry or engagement rings, there's no other place to go. But they also offer layaway services and short-term loans, and they'll even buy that gold that's been just laying around the house for years. So why not get something for it? With tons of certified diamonds, gemstones, and designer items, Oaks Jewelry has a wide variety of whatever you might be looking for at a price range for every budget check out all their inventory online at oaksjewelry.com hey this is Florida Gator Jeff Cardozo and I'm with Jeffrey Meldon hey Jeffrey I heard that you were the place to go to for Gator athletic ticket contest giveaways
1: that's right Jeff Meldon Law is your hookup for Gator gymnastics, volleyball, softball, and baseball tickets, go to meldenlaw.com and enter for your chance to win. Melden Law, the only
2: official law firm partner of the Florida Gators, with offices in Gainesville, Ocala, and South Florida.
3: Sports with Steve Russell, weekdays at noon, right here on ESPN 981 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, and on your phone with the WRUF radio app. And now, more of The Tailgate with Jeff Cardozo and Pat Dooley, here on ESPN 981 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, and online at WRUF.com.
2: All right, welcome back, Jeff Cardozo here with you, Scott Carter, alongside for the Sonic Sound Off Monday edition of the Tailgate Duels. Be back tomorrow. Done with his little uh, three-day speaking tour. There is a uh, a Snapchat that Duels sent me of of him in a speedo on the beach. So luckily, those things go away pretty quickly. So oh, I can I couldn't get that out there for everybody to see. But well, that would go viral. Yeah, I know. I mean, so fact that out, that would wasn't be a viral. pretty sight. Like <laughs> so it kept it in my. Uh...
10: Sad thing is, I don't know if you're joking, Jeff. <laughs> <I don't know.
2: laughs> if you would do that, All right, I'm not joking about this. We were talking about transforming bodies, and certainly several of the uh, the Gator offensive linemen have done this. But so has Lane Kiffin. Lane Kiffin, the Cattleman's boy. He uh, he came out and said that he has lost 30 pounds since the end of last season. And he didn't want to be a hip- hypocrite because he asked his players to be more committed, take care of their bodies. And he was overweight. And, and this was his exact quote. It's pretty funny, actually. I saw a picture of me at the bowl game last year, and I told the players that I looked like an anaconda that had swallowed a deer and the deer got stuck in its neck. <laughs> and he says, that goes for all of us, starting with me. I'm here I am in the postseason back in January, telling my old linemen, other guys that they need to eat better, lose weight, get in better shape, and I look like a whale. So he uh you
10: know decided to figure figure it out. That is a good quote. But as you were reading it, I was thinking, okay, you mentioned anaconda, mm-hmm. a deer and a whale. That's a lot of uh a lot of animals. I mean he probably studied uh yeah. what what's the study of that would that be a Animalology. Animalology I guess that was his major yeah. in college. It was. But, uh, you know, I mean, I give the guy credit for this. I mean, you know, he's trying to get his uh his team to buy in and he went out and kinda of is leading by example right now. So uh I know he's um you know, he did a, what I can't remember what was a record last year. They were year? five and five last five year. Five and five and you know, made some fireworks, obviously. Well listen to what
2: they scored almost it's, fifty against Bama. Yeah. Fifty it's, against Florida. Yeah, so. his first
10: ever game there was against the Gators, yeah. right? That was a season mm-hmm. opener last year. Inter- very entertaining game. But the defense could not stop no. anybody. You know that they're going to be a good offensive team with him calling yeah. the
2: plays. And and a former Gator commit, Matt Corral, has turned into something pretty special. Yeah, that was a that was my first time at Ole Miss
10: last year, believe it or not. And unfortunately, I didn't see it, you know, in a normal setting. Sure, uh, they, it was like everywhere else, restricted crowd. But you know, they've got a a nice. Uh, Stadium up there, they've done a lot of work. You can tell, and um,
2: man, who knows? You, you know, got to come on the baseball Ole Miss trip. I know, You will not be disappointed. Yeah, it's
10: one of those schools. I it was the only SEC school that I would never been to a game at until last season, and uh, so I hope that you get
2: back there when you, you see the real atmosphere yeah. because
10: it's a pretty campus for what I saw.
2: And now, if you haven't and if you haven't won the lottery in the next four or five years, and you're just living in an island somewhere, you get to go to. You get to go to Texas. You get to go to Oklahoma. What do you think about that move? You know, I really coming I,
10: along. I like those moves. Uh, you know, Texas, Oklahoma—that was one of those games I remember back in the day, always wanted to watch. And of course, I remember the uh, you know the Arkansas had a rivalry mm-hmm. with those schools. And to me, it's just the perfect fit for the SEC. I thought that was you know with those moves in this day and age, for that to kind of. Not really come out until it came out. Uh, that shows you they were. <laughs> it was really important to the people who were making the deal happen. And um, I mean, you look at the the future configuration of this conference. I mean, the SEC. Whatever happens in college sports, and it, it's going to look drastically different. And you know, I think really quick because you, I think the NCAA itself is. They got a meeting later this year. Where they're going to basically revamp the governance of the sport. So when you, when the NCAA gets to making those kind of statements publicly, you know that things are getting ready yeah. to change. And I don't know how it's going to look. I think, you know, probably we're going to see more of a model, all of most the, of the Power Five schools, maybe four super conferences or whatever. Whatever happens, the SEC is positioned very well. And I give, you know, a lot of credit to Greg Sankey. That's why. I Part of why he got that big contract yeah. extension, which probably could already uh, is probably already worth more to win in the lottery and go and
2: buy his own album. Yeah, very, very much so. And and that, of course, you know, with all this change, the the NIL is a, a big part of all that. And you know, something that uh, again happened today. We already know we we talked about when all those University of Miami football players signed with the uh, the the gym, and they're all getting like six grand each. Well, De'Aaron King now has actually signed an NIL. L deal with the Florida Panthers. So he is the first college guy to get a deal now with a hockey team and he's gonna have to now go to some Panthers games and engage with fans on social media. He's gonna have to produce some digital content and all that. But I mean heck, these guys, you know, obviously have the the opportunity now to to do it and he's figuring out how to do it.
10: Yeah, you know, I give him creativity. That's a connection that you think about, okay, the starting quarterback of the Miami Hurricanes you know, being signing the NIL deal with the Florida Panthers of the NHL, but as someone who's covered a few uh, Lightning at Panthers games over the year, I mean, you know that that's out there in Sawgrass, and there's not a lot of a lot of traffic out there as far as or used to not be in terms of fan interest. So yep. that's a way for DeAndre or DeEric King to kind of, as they talk about these days, uh, to extend his brand. Uh, maybe a way for the Panthers to get some people, or extra people, into the building for a game. Um, but I, again, it goes back to when this whole nil. I remember when it first happened. You're thinking of the kind of the textbook deals as we were talking earlier, Jeff. You know, the the quarterback of your local team here signing a deal with the the local car dealership. Mm-hmm. You know, doing a TV commercial or something. But what we're seeing is it's a lot more creative than that, and you know you it's it's got to be exciting for some of these guys who have those opportunities
2: yeah it does seem like it is more becoming kind of like this dr king deal more of the hey i want you to tweet out that you're doing this or Mm -hmm. you're following this or put on your instagram that you're eating this or what have you it seems like that is more the way yeah that, that it's going it's and it's easy i mean the kids can sit in their dorm room and yeah Just do that right there, where they not even have to go anywhere. No, I mean it's a good deal, and I'm actually going to start looking for some, NIL deals too. I think you should
10: too. In all seriousness, so it's something I don't have a problem with. Uh, You know these these players, these athletes. uh, I'm glad to see them have other opportunities outside of the framework that we're we're accustomed to. And I think there's going to be probably you know maybe five or ten years when we have some time to review this. There's gonna be some that, you know, okay, it wasn't really a big impact for a lot of this segment or that segment, but I think some of your high end, especially I think some female athletes in the Olympic sports or whatever, you just, all you have to do is look, whether it's Florida or LSU or Alabama, I mean, some of these uh, young women, I mean, they'll have several hundred thousand, if not a million followers on mm-hmm. Instagram, for instance. So someone is gonna pay for that
2: influencer, as they call them. Yeah. Certainly so, and and you know obviously we haven't seen games happen yet where you could see the negative side of this. I think the the one thing that you might worry about is let's just say it's Jacob Copeland yeah. now all of a sudden getting some kind of deal and maybe it's more triggered on his production on the field and now all of a sudden Emory doesn't throw to him one game and he has two catches for twelve yards and a fumble and is he now going and having a bad time in the locker room with emory jones because hey you didn't throw me the ball enough and you're hurting my money so i think that's the one thing you may be questioned but hopefully the coaches are on it and you know they they do a good job of making sure that everything kind of keeps itself separate from each other
10: yeah i think it all starts with the education part Mm -hmm. of it and then you know if you've got the right kind of people in your organization um, i think a lot of that stuff kind of tends to take care of itself because they have respect for each other and yep. what the team's trying to go. But there will unquestionably somewhere across the country this year there's going to be an NIL incident like maybe it's a, a player scores his, a touchdown he suddenly rips off his jersey and has some advertise. There's going to be something like that, yeah. that that we're all going to be talking about. Down the oh, road. Yeah. I don't know where it's going to happen, but there will be something and hopefully, hopefully it's not at Florida and hopefully that doesn't become a factor. Uh, but yeah, there's always there's a lot of different dominoes falling that college coaches probably
2: never envisioned uh, even a
10: short while ago. No question.
2: All right, let's get another break. We'll come back, keep things rolling along. You are listening to the second hour of the tailgate. It's brought to you by Meldon Law. They won't back down. If it's happening
3: with the Gator Nation, hear it here first. ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF.
2: Yes. Licensed technicians will help you feel comfortable from start to finish. So make the call, 333-0460, Crystal Air and Water. They aren't comfortable until you are. License number CMC, 1249384. Summertime means fun time. It's a chance to get out, enjoy all the great things here in north central Florida and beyond. Getting outside and getting after it again can be awesome, but turn into a full pretty quickly if you don't stretch or if you're just old like Pat Dooley. So if you have a mishap with some aches and pains and need any type of chiropractic treatment, there is nobody better in town than Dr. Paul Gardner. At Gardner Chiropractic and Injury, they have affordable, no stress care. From sports injuries to chronic pain and headaches that won't go away, they've got many therapies that will get you better. They can even order MRIs, ultrasounds, cat scans, x-rays, and blood work to get you all diagnosed the right way. Gardner Chiropractic and Injury Center has been making the people of Gainesville feel better for a really long time. Located right next to Gainesville Health and Fitness on University Avenue, finding them is as easy as getting better. So give them a call today at 727-4438. Well, the springtime has certainly been a little different than what we are used to, but hopefully everybody out there has stayed safe and done their best to make sure we get back to normalcy pretty soon. We do still have the opportunity, though, to get out and enjoy that great Florida sunshine. And Play it Again Sports is there for all your outdoor needs. That means baseball, softball, golf, water sports, and more. And it's probably a great time to go through the garage, realize your old equipment just won't cut it anymore, and do a little upgrading. And your one-stop shop is a name we all know and love, play it again sports they've got weights that are great to help us stay in shape while spending so much time at home and when we're ready to get back baseball and team sports again well they've got the latest and greatest baseball and softball bats with the best pop on the planet and if it's a golf swing that needs work well they'll help you with that too the best brands of clubs in the business located on university and 34th street it's easy to find and i'm there quite a bit so i just might see you at play it again sports From the UF
3: Weather Center, here is your WRUF weather update.
2: A few showers or
13: thunderstorms will linger through early this evening, especially from Gainesville and Point South, otherwise muggy overnight, mid-70s the low. A more typical sea breeze pattern unfolds Monday with spotty afternoon showers and thunderstorms across mainly inland areas after 2 p.m. Highs in the low 90s, a heat index up to the low 100s. A similar forecast again Tuesday. From the UF Weather Center, I'm Jeff Hoffman.
3: This, keep it on the down here, is the Dan Patrick Show. When you listen to what Dak is saying about the injury, it's this mysterious shoulder injury twinge. It's not supposed to be a big deal, but Troy Aikman said last night, I think there's more to this. I don't know what that means. When it's day-to-day, can it become something a lot bigger? Dan Patrick. The Dan Patrick Show. Weekday mornings at 9 right here on WRUF. We are your home for Tampa Bay Rays baseball. You're listening to ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, and anywhere in the world with the WRUF radio app.
6: This is Florida Gators head coach Dan Mullen, and you're listening to the tailgate on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, the flagship of the Florida Gators.
2: Right. That was, uh, of course, Daniel Mullen, who seems happy, like he's uh, he's been smiling and stuff. It's that time of year, Jeff, you're undefeated. I hadn't started yet. Yeah. yeah,
10: you know, you're going out there, and of course, these guys, you got to remember, I mean, they finally got the spring ball in, so it's something they missed last year, and I think you just feel like, okay, we're going into a year that's at least more normal than what 2020 was. And, you know, who knows where it's going to be in a month or so when the first game is here. But as of right now, on August the, what, 9th, mm-hmm. uh, they're rolling toward getting into pads on Wednesday. Uh, first game, September 4th. Fourth. And uh, he's, you know, it's have always enjoyed these kind of seasons. I know a lot of people don't. But, like, you know, you go into a season where you, your team is – but you know some of the great Gator teams, obviously during the Tebow years, you, they were always going to be in the top two or three. And really, it was almost like you got to win every game or disappoint. And then there's those teams where we've seen some on this end too, <laughs> the much champions yeah. or back where we they're not even ranked in the top 25, you have no idea what they're going to be like. I look at this year's team, kind of similar in some ways, maybe to last year, in the fact that. I know they have some good pieces, and they could be a good team. I don't know exactly what that's going to look like, and that's kind of how it shaped out last year, just in unusual circumstances. I mean, I would have never pegged for the offense to be as explosive as it was. I certainly would have thought the defense would have carried more to load. But, Jenny, you look at this team, and, you know, I I like – people always ask about Emory Jones. and I always look at Emory Jones as a guy that we've seen enough of him to – Know that the guy is steady, under you know he's come in and did what he's supposed to do in the time that the times that they've called on him. Yeah, he hasn't embarrassed himself by any means. Uh, he's got all the athletic ability that you want from that position. Has a big arm. I don't. I think people underestimate his arm strength a little bit. Uh, so I'm, I'm excited to see see what
2: it looks like with him. Now, when you, you see all the off the. The field or this on the field stuff. So, all that stuff that you mentioned, like we've never really heard from him much. We haven't been able to kind of get any of that. Any plans to, you know, kind of see what he is all about? Oh, yeah. You know, uh,
10: you're right. I th- I've had a couple people ask me just like, what's he like? Not just the player. Yeah. And I mean, I'll be honest, I don't know him really well. I've interviewed him a few times, but I did catch up with him today after practice and just getting some background. I'm going to, you know, go up to his hometown up in Georgia and try to, he was telling me that, you know, he recently, after the NIL deals came out, he he went up there and had his first ever football camp and said they had like 300 kids out there in his old high school, and he said, you know, that was exciting for him because it was a chance to, you know, go back where he remembers playing as a kid and suddenly being able to kind of get back in that way, but also take advantage of the opportunities that he has as a starting quarterback or projected starting quarterback yeah. at a Florida Gators. So, you know, it was the best of both worlds for him. But I do think in some ways he's kind of a, a little bit of a mystery guy to the fan base because he hasn't done a lot of media. He, you yeah. he haven't seen him on TV after a game talk a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I think we're all going to learn a little bit about him About him there, more than
2: obviously the small sample size we've seen on the field. Do you sense that there's an excitement from him, like he's ready for this role? Obviously, he's waited a really long time, and I mean, heck, because remember when he was getting recruited, it was that's when Mullen kind of dropped Matt Corral, didn't really drop him, but said, you know, hey, we're going to look in other guys, but you know, so but don't want to lose you yet. But then he went to Emory Jones after he couldn't get Justin Fields. So like those were the two guys that year. And Fields and Jones. Obviously, we know Fields is now going to be a, a Chicago Bear, but mm-hmm. um so it's just weird. You see one guy that has now made his way through a couple of different schools, turned into a first round pick, and now we're we're seeing a guy that really hasn't even started a game yet. Yeah, that's the interesting trajectory of a career. You just never know
10: how it's going to play out. Even if it goes the opposite way too, where the big-name guy coming out of high school flops and then the guy like Kyle Trask is suddenly in Tampa Bay as Tom Brady's understudy yeah he, that's what and Emory is kind of in the middle of that you know we've seen this highly sought-after recruit we've seen him at Florida enough to know that okay he's got some of the tools but obviously he hasn't had the opportunity to showcase them on a regular basis and and now his chances here so you asked if I think he's excited well, I don't think there's any doubt he's excited Um he did talk to the me media today. He's he's kind of a, a guy that comes across in front of the camera a little different than maybe off of it. You know, you 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 may see a Zoom out there today. I mean, he's not going to jump out at you, Jeff, off the Zoom. Like, man, I can't, you know. Yeah. He's not going to be it. Tim Tebow. No, he's not that kind of personality. And neither was, obviously, Trask. Kyle Trask. Yeah. Uh, but I think he's been around long enough to where he's got, you know, some respect inside the locker room and certainly the confidence of the coaches that they – they know what he can do, and um, again, until you go out there and do it, it's all kind of what if you know what can it be, and that's what we're all waiting to see. I, uh, I like the tools.
2: Yeah, and I think we all like the tools of Anthony Richardson too, the guy that's gonna you know back him up. But I think Mullen, even after the the bowl game last year, said you know hey we're gonna play both of these guys and and see what we have. Richardson's certainly a, a local guy. He's he's looked good, and and the times you see him. I mean, he's got all those same types of tools. He really does,
10: It just in a bigger package. Yeah. Um, I like Anthony Richardson a lot. I think, to me, they're in a really good spot with quarterbacks because even those two, those two guys are kind of similar skill sets in mm-hmm. some way. The way they go about it is different. And, the way, I mean, Richardson could easily just – he could run over some people and challenge a linebacker, whereas Emory has really been good at avoiding the big hit. If you watch what – he's done at Florida in his short time. You know When he does get in there, he's not a guy that runs right at guys or takes unnecessary hits. He kind of has that way about him, which is smart. uh, To avoid the big hits, pick up the yardage, don't make the critical mistake or whatever. And, I mean, a coach is always going to value that in the starting quarterback. Uh, But I do think, as we saw with Emory and Trask, I think you're going to see Anthony Richardson get some spot duty here and there and you know, Jeff. I mean, as long as we've been around, we've seen it all. I mean, nothing surprises me. The ideal scenario would be for Emery to kind of take off and do a great job. Get it, get Anthony Richardson that experience for the future, um, but
2: we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. Um, and those two guys, and mentioned a little bit in the first hour that we didn't expand on, was now the two backs. We, we of course didn't see that last year, but I, I think there's a lot of sex appeal to that. I mean, you, if you put one guy on one side, one guy to the other, the quarterback, and then you're now all of a sudden having three different run threats or maybe even incorporating the old Mullen stuff like the little shovel passes to Aaron Hernandez and you got Copeland or somebody coming across from the slot on the inside. I mean, there, there's certainly a lot of possibility for creativity, which we know what Dan Mullen can do very well. Yeah, to me that's his
10: greatest gift as a coach. I mean, he he knows offense. He knows how to create mismatches, confuse defenses, and just – kind of diversify things in a way that simple ways Mm -hmm. but you know that that really do cause uh, defenses trouble so you know you're looking like you know you how does that look not for sure yet but you figure you know damian pierce is a tough inside runner you got davis who's really good in the passing game uh then you know those young guys the speed guys with uh Lingard and Bowman. I mean, I remember Damian Pierce actually went down the list. The other day. He was like, okay, I've answered this question a thousand times, and he started breaking each guy down. I think he called Naquan the the elusive one you know can make people miss in real small windows of space. So you put two guys back there, a couple of tight ends, and you create a whole different dynamic than you do when you have you know three receivers out which we saw a lot last year work out of the shotgun. Mm-hmm. So I, it really is when you think about it in that way, it's going to be a, a lot different look. But I bet Dan Mullen relishes that in some ways because this is what this is why he loves to coach. I mean, yeah. he's ch- you're challenged as a coach when you have to do it one way like last year. Now you're going back this way, and just like he was when he had to go to Trask after
2: Felipe Franks. It changed everything. Yeah, certainly did. All right, let's get to uh, Matt's phone call. Matt, welcome to the tailgate.
14: Hey, guys. Scott, it's nice to talk to you. Um, I'm getting a little excited. I mean, what, are we're we, three weeks away?
2: Mm-hmm, I mean, yep.
14: get a little pumped up, starting to actually, you know, starting to believe a little bit, you know. I, I, this summer, um, you know, after last year, just some concerning things. And, Scott, I wanted to ask you your opinion. What needs to happen? for the recruiting to get where most Gator fans would want it to get to. Does it, it, and I'll just bring up some options. I mean, do we need to get some more, uh, some better recruiters on the staff? Is it, is it on the university's end? I mean, I know they're building the facilities, but I I know recruiting in Dan Mullen's eyes probably doesn't mean a whole lot, which I don't believe, or he doesn't put as much stock into it, but, you know, I know a lot of us, for, for as far as fans, it doesn't matter as far as wins or losses. It doesn't equate to that. It's really a pride thing, but it's it's somewhat embarrassing how we've been recruiting. I just wanted to get your thoughts. Talk to you guys later.
10: Thanks, Matt. Well, Matt, you know, you're probably talking to a guy. I don't. I'm not into the recruiting as much as obviously some of the fans and stuff. Just from the nature of my job, where I can't really touch that part of it publicly. Just. Internally, I mean, I know that they have the resources. Uh, in my time around the UA, I mean, they've they've invested a lot in the uh, player personnel department. So I, I can guarantee you, recruiting is important to Dan Mullen and his staff. Um, and you're right; they they've added a lot of the, uh, I guess the the wow factors that you have to do these days. You know, I remember the indoor practice facility was a big deal when they did that what, back in 2015. Uh, Now that the facility's going up. They've modernized their approach, I think, uh, with some of their digital outreach to recruits and to uh, current players and the way they promote them. But I don't know. I mean, the fans' expectations here are always going to be very, very high in recruiting. I think if you're not in the top five every year, there's going to be a segment of the fan base who really – I think follows recruiting as closely as what happens in the fall. I think that segment of the fan base, a lot of times, they're hard to please unless you are in those top five classes. Jeff and, and Florida's not been there in the last couple. Of yeah,
2: years. and but I, and I think because I, I see the same thing you do. I see all the the effort. I mm-hmm. you know I, I certainly think the new facility is going to help now because it's I mean it's real. Mm-hmm. Like it's not just a picture anymore where you're showing these recruits. So now when they come to campus next year it's gonna be just about done and you say, okay, well here's this room, here's where you're gonna get to be. Whereas if you go to Alabama or Georgia, like they already have these Taj Mahal type places, Clemson certainly, that are already there. But I just I I think you gotta win. Like when you're seeing these same four teams in the the football playoff every year, like that's what they get to show and that's what the kids see on T V so that's where they want to go. So because Florida hasn't gotten into that part yet to me, that, that's everything. I don't think the, the staff's doing a bad job. I think they're, they're great recruiters. I think they know what they're doing. It's guys that have been at big programs and have gotten big players. They've coached big players. They've put players at the next level. But for some reason, there's just that, that brand or that, that name that's just not relating to these kids as much as one of these other schools are.
10: Yeah. And also, we just lit, we're in an era right now, really, the last decade or so. It's an unusual era in the game's history because I mean it has truly been dominated by, and you know, Alabama and Clemson. Yeah. And it happens to be that well, guess what? Alabama's your going to be your main competition. And now. they're getting a lot of
2: Florida kids. They're like getting, all their good players yeah. are coming from Florida. Yeah.
10: And you know the, we talked about Bobby Bowden and Steve Spurrier earlier. I mean, back in their day when they were really rolling most of those Florida kids stayed home. Yeah, they weren't going to Alabama. No, they weren't going to Alabama. They were going to go to be a backup at Florida, Florida State for a year or two. And then they were going to start. And that's why those programs it's just a different era. I, I think it goes back more than anything else to what Jeff said. I mean, if, if Florida were to go eleven and one this year and get to the college football playoff and do something huge, recruiting's going to be fine next yeah. year. <laughs> no and all of a sudden,
2: Dan that. Mullen can coach, and yes. no you know, doubt people about people are coming it. there. And that's just the way it, there's it works. no difference,
10: so when you're, but when you have an ending like last year, did it turn off a couple of recruits? Maybe it did. Probably. I mean, it probably did. Yeah. Uh, you win a couple of those games, maybe they're here. So it's a, it's always going to be an interesting topic of the conversation. Up it is. Byron's next. What's up, Byron?
0: Hey, gentlemen, guys, how y'all doing, man? You know, Jeff, I, I just bring it up and the starts shooting from the hip, man. You know, I, I, I'm a Jaguar fan, man. I've been into play, you know, the, the training cap heavy this year. Every, every, Gator play, every Gator player on the team, I got them listed, and I'm not going to go through those names. But C.J. Henderson is a no-show. Man, I don't know what's going on. I heard Charlie Strong and Urban had to even go to his house. You know, I get this stuff through the grapevine, and, and it's like he don't even want to play, so – You know, I'm wondering, do you guys have any take on what's going on with C.J. Henderson? Will he get his behind out on the field and play? And if you've got any influence with him, Jeff, or you guys, call him up and get him out there. My second thing is Gator football. You know, guys, I'm not worried, man, because, you know, when I played, I played for teams that weren't good or bad, but the Gators got that winning tradition with Muddin and all of us. And I'm going to go with Coach Jimmy Johnson's speech. I, I like Jimmy. them the kind of coaches I play for. Wherever I go, I win. That's why I never would say the Gators gonna lose. You, you go there with an attitude. And, and that's the attitude of Jaguars and the Gators this year. Now, regardless if we do it or not, it doesn't matter. But Jeff, you done play sports. You got to have an attitude, a team mentality, and a family mentality, and know you gonna do the job. If we win or lose one or two, but we go into the playoffs this year, and the Gators are gonna do it, and the Jaguars gonna make the playoffs, in the Dolphins or somebody. But Pat, one time we used to talk about how bad Florida teams were. The Florida teams are coming back. Let's go, Gators. Florida, baby, Duba.
2: <laughs> <laughs> All right, Byron, thank you. Um, yeah. yeah, obviously the guys show up and they you got to have the right mentality. And I mean, I think there, there's some that don't have that right mindset. Some just kind of go through the motions. But I mean, once you get kicked in the, the mouth a little bit, then you, you try to figure it out. And that's the job of the veteran guys. To like when you're talking about Zach Carter and he coming back with a purpose, well, he needs to tell that freshman that's going to get some reps too. Yeah. Well, hey, you need to start this from right now. Don't wait till three years in and finally mm-hmm. figure it out. So I think that's like, I, I guess the way I always remember it, like I had a coach that yelled and screamed, and we called him Bobby Knight and Spikes. And yeah. a lot of times he'd yell and do the same stuff, and you just kind of tune him out yep. at a certain point. But, I mean, the message was right. He's saying the right things, but he just, you know, you got to the point where, you know, you don't know what you're talking about. You didn't play me today, so screw you. I'm not listening to you. Yeah. But now, all of a sudden, if the second baseman comes over, or the catcher certainly, and says, Jeff, you need to do this, or this is like, I noticed this. Quit slacking off. Or Like, I think you take more of that from your peers than you do the the guy in charge that you're probably mad at because he didn't play you or you didn't get enough or he's just always yelling and screaming and you're not listening to the message so I think it's the job more of the players to be able to do that and relay that to to the guys and get them all going and I think that's why the teams that you know the the cool part about what I get to do now and Scott too but we get to be a part of a lot of locker rooms and you see the locker rooms that are cohesive and they get along and they're they're fun like those are the ones that win a lot more games than the ones that you know guys aren't enjoying each other and they're not conversing they're not having a good time so yeah. um but i mean that that's just that's a culture from the older guys that needs to be trickled down into the the rest of them
10: yeah i mean that's talking about that's all about building that chemistry in the locker room when you hear coaches talk about that or building the uh, team identity early in the season that's what this time of year and the off season program is for that's when these guys really get to know mm-hmm. each other and kind of pull together toward that common goal and um I mean it's huge. It's huge if we're talking about the Gators or if we're talking about the US Olympic team or any team. I mean it's just part of sports. Yeah, um,
2: and and then as far as CJ Byron, you know, Scott and I were actually talking about that during one of the breaks. He just he's a quiet guy. Mm-hmm. Don't know really what's going on with him. It's uh it's it's strange. I mean we we've both talked to him over the years. It's it's kinda of pulling teeth to get stuff out of him. I mean, maybe there's just something there mentally, um that, that's not allowing him to go be a part of something or you know maybe urban pissed him off somehow and he can't handle it like I mean that there's there's always that too I mean certain yeah. guys need to be coddled certain guys need to you know have their belly rubs like would with, with Sarah <laughs> so maybe well, CJ's one of those guys and he's not getting it so he's now all of a sudden going into the fetal position I think he's got to be better mentally and, and figure some stuff out yeah, that was a,
10: kind of a surprise when I saw that starting to bubble over the weekend on Twitter. Like, what's going on with C.J. Henderson and the Jaguars? And then Meyer, I saw a comment from him that wasn't exactly shooting down any, maybe whether C.J. was on the trading block or not. So there's more to that story that probably people don't know yet, whatever it is. I hope, first of all, that you know C.J. can pull it out of El boys. He's a very talented player, um, and he's a very quiet guy, very – kind of just reserved, but when he got onto the field, I mean, you can't do what he did without being competitive, yep. and so I know he has the intangibles and the skill to to succeed in that league, um, and you know, Urban's got a unique way with players, and you've seen this, you know, he challenges players in different ways, is his his challenge to C.J. Henderson in some way, or are they really looking to shop him? Mm-hmm. I don't know, I mean... Uh, one thing with Urban, he's he's gonna uh, he's gonna he's gonna make things interesting. And he's gonna do everything he can to try to have a winning team, and if that includes calling out C.J. Henderson in some way publicly, I don't think Urban's gonna stop at no, that. So he's not scared. No, he, so that's just the nature of his uh, his coaching uh, technique. And you know, going back to that other part, point, Jeff, about the the coach like you had, I think those coaches are becoming rarer in sports i mean i'm like you i had a couple of those kind of coaches and you do tune them out after a while i've always liked the coach that is more of the encourager uh kind of you know you you always want a coach who is an authority figure who knows he has command of the team but i also liked a guy who kind of understands being in your shoes you know yeah instead of just looking at what's that guy doing for me today you know
9: yeah
2: true all right, we've got to get our final break. We'll come back and uh, say goodbye here on a Sonic Sound Off Monday.
3: From the College of Journalism and Communications, ESPN 98.1 FM at 8.50 AM
7: WRUF. The best new cars make the best used cars. That's why at Davis Gainesville Chevrolet, our buyers search all over Florida for only the cleanest, later model pre-owned cars, trucks, and SUVs. the area's largest pre-owned selection. With prices starting at just $99.95. Plus, Davis Gainesville Chevy has finance plans for everyone. Get a fully inspected, like-new car or truck today for a fraction of the new car price at Davis Gainesville Chevrolet, North Main Street. Online at GainesvilleChevy.com. See dealer for complete details. Hi, this is Dr. Art Mowry of Exceptional Dentistry. Listen to what our clients have to say about their experience
1: at Exceptional Dentistry. What I'd like people to know about Exceptional Dentistry is when you walk into the door you're going to be treated like family. And when you walk out of the door you will feel as if you've had an experience like no other in terms of dental practices. you will, you will be treated both professionally and personally. So to the extent that um, you, won't, you won't look for another practice. Uh, this is a lifetime type of practice where the moment you enter into it, I, I firmly believe that people don't leave here. They, they become patients forever.
13: This is Dr. Kim Mowry, and if you think you have dental problems that are too big to overcome, we're here for you. Please visit us at ExceptionalDentistry.com. That's ExceptionalDentistry.com. As a small business owner, you've got ings to do. That's why the UPS Store is here to help. From printing to shredding, even mailboxing, you can get every ink your small business needs all done in one trip, saving you time for all your other ings, like professional photo taking or just enjoying family dinner. The UPS Store, every ink for small business all in one place.
7: UPS Store.
13: The UPS Store locations are independently owned. Products, services, pricing, and hours may vary. See Center for details.
8: International Diamond Center's best event of the year is happening now with your choice of two incredible offers offer number one, an instant 25% savings on all wedding bands. You heard it right. Now for a limited time, get our best price ever on all wedding bands, 25% off across the board. Or if you prefer, you can take advantage of offer number two, zero interest financing for 36 months on any purchase, and IDC will even cover your first two payments. This incredible finance option is for everything, rings, pendants, bands, bracelets, designer jewelry, even certified diamonds. Pick any item spread your payments over three years with zero interest, and as a bonus, IDC will even cover your first two payments. So you can save big on wedding bands or take advantage of this incredible finance offer. Whichever you choose, you can't lose during IDC's Summer of Savings event, now through the end of August, only at International Diamond Center at Celebration Point on Approved Credit
3: other sports today with Chuck Oliver weekdays at 2 right here on ESPN 98.1 FM 850 AM WRUF and on your phone with the WRUF radio app The tailgate with Jeff Gardozo and Pat Dooley continues here on ESPN 98.1 FM 850 AM WRUF and on your phone with the WRUF radio app
2: Pop, pop. all right we are finishing things up here on a sonic sound off monday appreciate all the uh, the calls appreciate mike for uh, pushing buttons making us sound good they even put a filter on our facebook live cam for scott today so he looked uh, incredible <laughs> i always forget we're on facebook live but hi by the way for all of five of you watching well glad they were here they were uh, yeah we're glad they're here glad you came here to yeah. uh Get uh, get some insight on all this stuff. So, as Scott mentioned, the uh, the boys will be in pads on Wednesday, and then it'll start to get a little more real. Um, real quick, I know I don't know if you've been able to interact with the couple new additions of the the coaching staff as well. Have um, you been around those guys at all? See, Jules Montanari. Yeah.
10: yeah, I did stories on those guys in the spring. I liked them all. Uh, Garrick McKee, obviously, he was here last year as the an yeah. analyst, but. Good personality. Been around the game. You can tell this guy was a head coach. Mm-hmm. I mean, he he knows uh, he knows the the terrain, as they say. Um, and then Jules Montanar is the young guy who came up here from USF. But you know, Mullen was talking about him, or Grantham was talking about him the other day. He's a guy who knows the system at Alabama, at Georgia. And then they asked, they added the crime dog. That's right, uh, Wesley McGriff, who's an SEC veteran and NFL veteran, and uh, met him a couple times. Very personable guy, knows his stuff, but he's already tried to like get me on the golf course maybe for a little Uh-oh. little action. And I, I, could tell I'm not doing that because he'll will take the money. You. Yeah, his yeah.
2: Twitter is even Coach Crime Dog. So. Coach Crime Dog, but Crime
10: very a uh, very personable guy, and uh, look forward to seeing what those guys can do, make an impact back there because yeah. they are at a position that you know they have a lot of room
2: to improve, and that's why they were brought here. So great additions for sure. All right. Scott, thank you. For uh, Scott Carter, I'm Jeff Cardozo. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Cheers.